How was your American trip Enlightening. It was hard. Yeah. But very nice trip. And, you know, I learned a lot of things and about myself, you know. Fun, you know, played the gigs, 30 gigs. It was basically, it it consisted both South and the North America. Yeah, it was three gigs in Los Angeles and then I went to Dallas just for, you know, as a tourist and then uh, 23 in Mexico and then five in Colombia. So. Right. So it was basically in the North America. It, it had some, some dates in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, three dates. Okay. One was uh, some weird festival and then one was... Uh, whiskey a go and one was what they called backyard show which is okay. kind of backyard of some somebody who lives there and then they announce it like one day before okay it's like a garage yeah, yeah. i played in the oh. garage basically okay <laughs> yeah uh, that was like i, I was like uh, okay i mean what am i doing here <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah so like some who who basically arranged arranged that was it like some like it was uh, a local promoter from los okay. angeles okay and you had basically this, uh, was it partly with the Neil Turbin, the ex Andrew? He was guy? in the all, all all those gigs. All of the gigs yes. in the South America. And, no, and he was only in the States, those okay. Los Angeles okay. gigs. So how was basically the situation regarding the COVID stuff in, in the like South America compared to the North America? By the time I didn't see it. It was, I mean, it, it was um, before the vaccination rule in the States yeah. came. It wasn't there yet. It came after that. Okay. So I just needed a test, negative test. All right. And in South America, you don't need anything, at least at yeah. that point. Okay. Colombia, Mexico, nothing. Yeah. There, there were, were basically no restrictions to like live shows or No, anything. nothing. Nothing at all. Okay. But I guess they're somewhat, uh, I don't know what kind of like their situation with regarding the hospitals, hospitalization. I guess they were kind of managing it. If there they, was no they, restrictions. They manage it in the way that they don't test people. Yeah, yeah, but That's I mean, like, I mean, like the like capacity regarding the hospitals. Like it the, seems to be okay. Okay, it seems to be okay. Yeah. The thing is that I, when I came back, I was in this plane, and there was a German couple, and they, I asked, like, do you have a COVID test? I said, no, this is not high risk area. I said, it is, but you just don't know it. Okay, Mexico yeah. is high risk area for sure. I think it's yeah. one of the worst. Yeah, but you managed to be at least without any like uh, issues regarding yourself and your crew. No issues. You were nothing. No. Nothing at all. That's right. Yeah, so basically why we are here is one of the reasons it's like uh, you have this like uh, we're shooting a little bit of like promotional materials yes. here for the... Uh, it's a it? live gig Yeah. on Mexico City. What was it called basically? The it's called Visions of Latin America. The, right. the, the, the venue is Circo Volador. We played there with Stratovars many times. Yeah. The, and what was basically the, the lineup for this one? That's uh, Alessandro Conti, he was in Rhapsody, the singer, Alex Landenburg, drums, he's from Camelot. He was in, it's basically Symphonia okay. with different keyboard players. This Vitali Kupri, he's, uh, this, he was in Art Tension and he's in Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Right. A Ukrainian guy. Yeah. And then there is Yari, Yari Kainoin from Strato with the bass. Yeah. That's the lineup. And you have some kind of like a tour in the, in the South America. Yeah, it's like 10 gigs. Plus, then I go again alone, so I have two tours. Okay, so you stay there, and the other people might be going somewhere else. Yeah, I think I go before them. I, okay. I if I fly to Dallas now, eighth of March. That's when I go back. I have gigs in Houston and and Texas and uh, in Dallas, and then I go to Mexico, and then um, there's some promotion 
promotional things. And I think that's going to be like two weeks in Brazil yeah. with local musicians again. And then probably that's going to be Uruguay, Paraguay, and whatever is not on the main tour. Yeah. It's basically going to be every country except Venezuela. All right. It's a whole continent. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, last time when we did uh, the podcast, we also did this collaboration. We haven't actually talked about this. Yeah. It was basically like uh, after the podcast, kind of like you had this song, yeah. this uh, idea for the song, and the idea would be that uh, it would be coming like also for the upcoming tour yeah. to play live with the with the Turbine, Neil Turbine, yes, the ex Antrax Antrax guy, and then and basically recorded my drums at the rehearsal yes, studio, and exactly. then your guitars here yes. in, this, in this studio, and uh, basically yeah, exactly. I really like also the Neil Turbin's like a performance on that song. I yeah, think he's good it, in that. See, that's that's the kind of thing that yeah, he can sing very well. Exactly. But the idea was then to write more songs. But then came this idea for this Latin American tour. So next year is going to be super busy anyway because yeah. I got to write yeah. whole album of new songs for the solo record, plus then the live record and mixing it and recording it and filming yeah. it and all yeah. these things. So sure. there's no time, and I don't think there's audience for that. Yeah. So. For the this turbine project yeah what what we basically when we were talking last time about the like the drum sounds for example in that my drum studio what were basically when you were mixing the drums for example for that song what yeah. were basically did you <clears throat> notice certain things like which of the things in the in the like you know in the mics or whatever worked and which was basically the weakest points and like what would be there in your opinion to improve the most to get basically most more out of the I think the the main thing is that there's no EQ when you go in, because okay. that's you know that's difficult later yeah. to get. Other than that, there was no problems. I mean, it was the same samples always using with Strato. Yeah. So. Right. Now recently, when I've been doing like a couple of these like uh, drum covers and playthroughs, it's basically now I try to put more time to like uh, prepare, even if it takes longer time to basically get then the final takes. Yeah. But versus then basically just like get it kind of quite quickly done with and then edit it and then put it together. Because in the end, yes. often it's just so it just is so that in the end it takes still more time yeah. to do it like in the editing room, whereas then you also maybe learn less yes. to basically play exactly. what you're actually playing. I mean, so. time is, I think, called in music yeah. You yeah. Know, production. Yeah, I also saw that you met, uh, for example, Jeff Scott, Jeff Scott Soto. Yeah, I met the, yeah. Where was that? Was it in, in Los, Los Angeles? Angeles? Yeah, it was. He was a really tall guy. Yeah, big taller guy. Taller than me, I, I think. Yeah. Big guy. And with that voice, I mean, normally all the good singers, what I know, are very short. Yeah, true. Yeah. And he was telling me a lot of stories about those Ingve yeah. tours. and Ingve times. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> so where was this basically? It was some like a beach resort or where were you? That Brown was, it. I think it was, it was Sunset Strip, some bar. Yeah, right. I was in a hotel on the strip. So. All right. Did you run into other basically known names on the legs? No, actually, there was. I didn't see anybody really. I mean, last time when I was there, I met Roman Robertson, who was playing with Dio, Ronnie Dio, guitar player. Okay. And in Rainbow Bar and Grill, I mean, normally there are people, but that was like Monday, so yeah, there was really nobody there. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's fun to basically always uh, hear about like somebody going to this whiskey a go go or, yes. or then the rainbow and also I've been reading a lot of like these autobiographies of like uh, Dior, yeah, yeah. Half I, I read it too. 
Yeah, or Halford or any of these like uh, David Ellefson and uh, yeah. those guys. It's, it's often like these same places where people are kind of like uh, bumping into situations yeah, from yeah. year after year and exactly. like decade after decade. We did go to Beverly Hills with the car to to see the houses and yeah. we actually found the Aussie house where they did Osborne's. Yeah, right. it was that one, but he, they sold it after that. So yeah, but that was the house. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that those basically also like what I find is funny is like for example some certain classic movie locations of Terminator or whatever, or like lethal weapon, like yeah, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And when you're no, basically yourself around there, like they are still existing. Yeah, those, they like, are there. legendary exactly. places. We were, I was having this like romantic longing to meet Max Martin because I know he's there, but you know, this producer guy, uh, you Max, know, Martin. Max Martin, he was, he's a Swedish producer who he did all these Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. Okay. Martin is, he's the biggest songwriter after Paul McCartney. And you, know, you know, Americans, this this entertainment industry, they value people with money, net worth. Yeah. And that guy's six hundred million dollars, his yeah. net worth, because he wrote all the hits like all the Backstreet Boys, all the Britney Spears, Maroon Five, um, Celine Dion, Katy Perry, all this. Probably all the songs you know, that you know, oh, this song, it's him. Yeah. So um, I know a person who knows him. And I wanted to meet the guy because I know he's, he lives in L.A. Okay. I didn't meet him, but I saw a dream. <laughs> <laughs> you met him in a dream. Yeah, I met him in a dream. He, he was, it's a weird dream because he was, uh, it was this huge lake, uh, kind of dark, and he was sitting there waiting for me. And he just said to me that um, there's a treasure out there. Those were his words. And then I met the guy called Shellback, who is his uh, engineer. He was bicycling in my dream and he came to me and said because I sent them my songs I don't know if they got them ever okay. but he said the Shellback told me that yeah Timo you are a really good songwriter we've been listening to your songs <laughs> <laughs> that was my dream <laughs> I didn't meet them in person but I know they were there so you know and I heard that he's kind of a Max is like a, he's doing a lot of mentorships because he he didn't know that he's a producer at all okay. they just took him in the in the Stockholm and do you want to try it? And that was right there somehow. Yeah. They became this really huge pop producer. Right. He had a studio called Kron, which had 10 writers, 10 rooms, and one main studio for mixing. So guys are writing songs all the time, really working hard every day, eight hours, laptops and writing songs. And really? Britney went there to record. Backstreet Boys went there. All right. So, so yeah. this guy made it. And yeah. the way he writes songs is really interesting because he is not stuck to um, any kind of style he obviously loves the songs and he loves the music so i like that you know that you don't have really boundaries but even within pop music you can do whatever you want basically yeah you know yeah true. three minutes three and a half those kind of yeah and he has this philosophy that you have to recognize the song in three seconds mm. yeah so everybody knows this britney do 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 three notes everybody knows what song it is right for three notes that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that is. <laughs> it is important, though, certain, like, uh, I guess they're called hooks or... Yeah, he uh, wrote It's My Life of Bon Jovi. That's the same. Yeah. Dun, dun. Right. It starts with that. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a good goal, at least. Yeah, I have. think so. I mean, he comes from the dancing, like, d DJ world, because they need to keep people on the dance floor. They have to know yeah, the songs, true, otherwise true. they leave. Yeah, so. yeah, true. That's the philosophy. Yeah, that is a motivation also. Yeah, I think like, so like basically steer towards that thing. Whereas then in 
a little bit different motivation. For example, in progressive metal. Yeah, I mean, I mean whatever works, you have mm. to go for that. But yeah. I, I learned from him to simplify things. Yeah. Even in the context of quite complicated stuff, you can simplify it in, in a way yeah. to make it more interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I actually was producing a Mexican band, which was like a really progressive. Yeah. And I just show them another way to compose songs. Yeah. A little bit like what Dream Theater did with images and words, yeah. you know, which they simplified, obviously. But in music, there are no rules, mm. as we talked yes. last time. So you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. So you have basically also, in addition to that uh, upcoming live show, and I guess there was basically the idea to create a DVD of that live show. Actually. Yeah, I mean, not. I don't know the DVD. I don't. I don't know which format it yeah. will be because. Okay. I mean, but it will be recorded by film, basically. Yes. Yeah. So, I, th I don't know how many cameras, but four or five, maybe. Yeah. And then you know, make make the master tape. But I probably at some form DVD as well, but streaming for sure. Yeah. So after that, basically, then uh, in the you had the plans to re release a solo album. Yes, October. You haven't yet started writing it. I started last summer. Okay. When I wrote that one song for Turbin. Yeah. I went to this place in Nummela, which is like a friend of mine owns this ranch. And I went to this cabin and every day I went there with a guitar in my hand and nothing comes. Yeah. So it's a block. And, and because I think yeah. I'm writing two things at the same time, which is a musical. And uh, I call it Max Martin Star Wars power metal record. I call it like that because that's that's going to be like a um, very commercially melodic power metal, big sounding record. Yeah, This is the only thing I know. And it was not the right time. I know that from before when it's not coming, I'm not, I'm not going to push it. Yeah. It has to be natural. Yeah. So now then, you know, I mean, actually now I'm going to write one song and we're going to play it live and we're going to release it um, with this lineup, with this basically Symphonia plus this Rhapsody singer. And um, it can be downloaded for free. Okay. So that's that's the idea. But I have to write the song Yeah. in in three weeks. I think the Turbine song, basically, which we, we did kind of like, yeah. thing, is, I think it's a really good song. Yes, it's I a good I think song. you should basically consider it for the solo thing. No, sure. it's totally different. Okay, the style is different. Yeah, yeah, it's like right. Visions, Stratovarius kind of okay. like power metal right. thing. But that is like... A, that that was the idea for that project, and and the songs would be very different. You know, but that is a very different kind of song. I never yeah. wrote a song like that before. But I only yeah. I was always like I mean I'm really inspired by the singer yeah. that I'm working with. So I knew the guy, I knew his voice, yeah. and I wrote the song for his voice. Yeah, it did basically. did fit very well. Yes, exactly. It worked. So it would be a shame if it wouldn't see basically. Yeah, I think I think we should release it anyway because yeah. it's a good song. Yes, I think so you too. Know. So yeah, basically, let's see. This was kind of like a, a really like a quick, quick, quick update, like a podcast on the side of like this project which we are doing regarding the promotional stuff. And uh, good luck with that. Thank then, you. then for the upcoming thing with the visions. We can visions do another project. one then with the um, solo record because yeah. that's going to be interesting how that will be done. Yeah, yeah. the way it's going to be released and how it's going to be. Done. Yeah, I would like to do it in Finvox. Yeah, I'd like to start the records. Right. Because that has a really magical atmosphere and and the equipment is excellent and the room is excellent. So Right. Right, so a lot of things in store for Yeah, there's a lot well. of yes, very busy year. Yeah.
we'll see how it's gonna be in the end.